The head of the Torchtown Council approaches the weeping pond slowly. It's late, and it's dark, and her old joints don't move as well as they used to. There's a human woman sitting at the edge of the pond, hugging her knees and staring out into the murky pool, a longbow and quiver slung over her back. She glances part of the way up at Dolga, then turns her eyes back to the pool, staring into the darkness. With a grunt, Dolga sits herself down on the shore next to her companion. No news, then? The other doesn't respond. It doesn't mean anything. They've overstayed the water breathing before. They're just busy, plugging away under there, saving the town. The woman's head dips. Dolga keeps talking, to fill the space, if nothing else. They probably found a machine, you know. All those things are complicated. They can take time to deal with. I'm sure they'll return tomorrow. Still, there's no response. There's no reason to think they've come upon anything they couldn't handle. They're capable. Silence falls between them, and the two women stare at nothing, waiting for something. Just sit. The moon slides across the sky, and the barest hint of morning sun glows over the eastern horizon. Still, though, nothing. Dolga sighs. If they don't come back. If. We'll go in after them. We'll find out what happened. We'll relight the torch. This isn't the end. This is Pod Against the Machine. Pod Against the Machine. Welcome back to Pod Against the Machine, the only podcast that's standing on the rain-slick precipice of the climax of Fires of Creation, staring out into the infinite purple-haired darkness. I'm your host, and here's everybody. I can't speak over the resounding chills (laughs) I just got there, (laughs) Sam. Heck! Also, this precipice is pretty slick, so... Watch your step. Yeah, be careful. Make any sudden movements. <laughs> Hold the railing if you can. So I don't remember, but I don't think Nietzsche ever said uh, that the darkness had any specific hair color. But Oh, the darkness has purple hair. Yeah. I've heard that before. It always does. I had a I had an uplifting thought uh, that although we're taking an hour, will we... We're going to wait an hour while Asher clears his gun, hopefully not interrupted. Uh, but Mayanda, being totally aware of us, used all these buffs that only last minutes per level <laughs> and jokes on her. She never expected us to kill the gargoyle and wait an hour. <laughs> also, I believe uh, over the break, Sam said that we we're temporarily switching over to 5e rules so that we can all roll our hit dice and get that much health back during this uh, short rest. Sure, sure. Makes sense. Dope. I'm going to roll 4d10. Wait, I didn't take any damage. Vargas, you roll all you want. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep rolling, Vargas. 
Well, when last we left our heroes, they had journeyed back to the uh, engineering deck deep below the mountain, um, had some time for introspection, discovered that Sandville's body was gone, and found their way over to the shrine area at the middle of the floor where the gargoyle was waiting, convincingly pretending to be a statue. Vargas hurled himself across the room and punched the gargoyle. Um, and then everybody joined him, and despite some difficulties, you know, Asher's gun misfired, Vargas got knocked unconscious. All in all, it was a pretty clean fight. The Vargas went down, and uh, that's where we find ourselves. I think at this point we're legally not required to have a combat where Vargas doesn't get knocked unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> It's the killing Kenny, but at least you, you know, aren't usually as blood spattered. I would like to Scrooge McDuck into a, the pile of garbage in front of this horrific three-fingered claw. I, as Rix does that, I think Kira will stand by the door and just kind of just kind of watch that. Um, I'll say, yeah, uh, I want to ready an action to. I don't know, be prepared if someone comes through. I'm imagining, like, it's good, the door opens, and then it's Val, and then we accidentally attack her, and I don't want to do that, but also it seems unlikely. So, yeah, I'll ready in action to just regular attack if the door opens. She is still staring at her Val in a wig arm. this entire time. <laughs> um, well, rolling through this heaped-up pile of offerings at the foot of the large claw made of garbage, Brixby finds... 48 silver discs, a whole bunch of scrap and um, useless crap that doesn't look like anything of value, what appears to be a pair of darkened glasses, like eyeglasses that you would wear to correct your sight, but, you know, like kind of like sunglasses, and um, two rolls of ion tape, another zip stick, um, a strange helmet, and a wand-like device, which I believe you've actually already identified as a medlance. Uh, does this medlance look... Does it also have stuff in it? Like the, the other one that we got? Uh, this one doesn't. The medlance is a small wand-like device with a reservoir in it. Basically, you can load any kind of potion or pharmaceutical up into it, and then you can administer it as a... Um, touch attack to any unwilling creature, or if it's a willing creature, then it's just a um, move action to administer a potion. Ah, uh, cool, cool, cool. I completely forgot that we had one of those. Well, now we have two, which yeah. is really sick, and really, really just adds to Brix's crazy doctor persona he's that he's got going on. We should probably have both of those filled with potions and give them to people to use in combat. Without a doubt, yeah. that That is definitely a good thing to do over the next hour. Um, so those sunglasses and the helmet, were there anything else? Was there anything else worth rolling on? Um, those are the only things you need to roll on. Alrighty. Are they engineering rolls or? They are indeed. Oh, sick. Very, very cool. So at this level, my knowledge engineering is a plus 11. Yeah. So let's go for it. With a 19, that's a 30 on my first roll. And my second roll was a much less cool 8, giving me a 19. 
Okay, well the first thing I'm going to give you is those sunglasses, which are very sleek and streamlined in appearance, are VMOD goggles. The primary use for these goggles is to enhance vision via the application of a Vision Enhancement Module, or VMOD. A pair of VMOD goggles can be fitted with only one VMOD at a time. Attaching a VMOD is a standard action that provokes attacks of opportunity. VMOD goggles consume charges only when a VMOD is installed. The rate at which a VMOD uses charges depended, depends on the VMOD installed. Now these particular goggles are fitted with a black VMOD. The black VMOD enhances vision, and by blinking twice rapidly, the wearer can magnify what she's seeing. Blinking twice again restores normal vision. This grants a plus two competence bonus on all sight-based perception checks. It's kind of cool. Nice. That's cool. That is really cool. And the fact that other things can go in there. Yeah. It's really cool. I'm kind of envisioning it like those red viewfinders that you can like stick circular <laughs> yeah. discs into, mm -hmm. even though I know it's way cooler than that. Uh, oh, it's a virtual boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Every time you use it, you have to roll for nausea. Well, they are time-worn, so there's a little bit of risk. Ooh, fun. Oh, oh no. God. That is way up Brixbow's alley. Can you imagine what <laughs> oh, the side man. effects would be for time-worn eyewear? <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. I love to think of the consequences of rolling one on some time-worn eyewear. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, and the other thing was a weird helmet. Um, this helmet is a proximity helmet. It's an open-faced blue polymer helmet, which includes a nylon strap and an adjustable tinted visor capable of hiding all but the wearer's mouth and chin. The interior of the tinted faceplate provides a heads-up display when activated, with each charge providing enough power to function for one hour of continuous use. During this time, the helmet's external motion sensors pick up a sudden, any sudden movements and subtle visual clues, giving a wearer a plus five competence bonus to perception checks to notice moving targets within 60 feet. A secondary setting adds an audible alarm that creates a loud chirping sound near the wearer's ear whenever a small or larger corporeal creature approaches within 60 feet. Reduce this distance by 20 feet for each interposing closed door or interposing wall. The noise is loud enough to waken the wearer from sleep, but not wake loud enough to waken nearby sleepers. That's basically like a wearable alarm spell. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And that is also time-worn? It is indeed. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Alright, cool. Assuming we're giving all this to the character that gets to roll twice on time worn stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's got a backpack now. Yeah, I mean I can whack it in the backpack. Uh I kinda wanna slap these cool freaking shades on, unless anybody else feels any way about them. Just for the fashion, really. I don't, you don't have to make them do anything cool. I just want the sunglasses. Pot Against the Machine is sponsored by Oakley. <laughs> what does it look like the hand statue is made of? Uh, it's made of chunks of scrap metal, uh, much like Vargas's arm, except not adamantine. It's just, it's mostly glaucite or glaucite, whatever they found on the, Okay, Just but it is still around. sky metal. I was gonna say yeah. he was thinking he was gonna try to 
start melting it with acid splash, but that's not really going to do anything to glabsite. Yeah. And, um, Brixby, if you were putting on those glasses, why don't you give me a D100 roll? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Two of them. Oh, wait, neither of that went into my... Oh, 38 is this first one. Didn't go into my dice tower, but I like to live dangerously. Ooh, and Clearly. 91. Nice. Wow. Yeah, the item functions normally and does not consume any charges. Neat. <laughs> Dope. So how long wearing this uh, until it consumes another charge? Just wondering. Um, some of the V-Mods have specific um, amounts of energy they use. Let me just see. I thought you said it only uses a charge and you're switching from one mod to another. Or did I oh, misunderstand yeah. that? No, the black V mods use one charge a day. So oh. today is free. Okay, cool. um, turning them on tomorrow, it'll use a charge for the whole day. So they last quite a while. Oh, fun. Well, cool. And it seems they're both perception, uh, sorry, competence bonuses to our perception check. So. Wouldn't make sense for me to wear both of these. Anyhow. Does it matter if it makes sense? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do like rolling for time-worn items that are strapped to my head to yeah. see what happens. Nothing like me getting connored right before this. Ouch. Did anybody look at the thing that Sam said had like something floating above it, which I'm assuming is supposed to be like a hologram, but our guys don't know what a hologram is. This guy? That's that, that right Yeah. There? You know, uh, Vargas is going to go stare at that. Yeah, if you inspect that, um, it appears to be, on closer inspection, something kind of close to what popped up. Control room off the Habitat Dome once you turn power on. Uh, it's got kind of a, a... Oh, that showed us the picture of the ship. Yeah, like a diagram of the ship, and it looks like if you like stick your hands in it, it'll like zoom in on pieces, and you can stretch them out, and it sort of... Yeah, he ain't doing that. Star Trek. <laughs> It's a very Tony Stark kind of computer <laughs> deal, like with the floating hologram that you can touch. Uh, he will call quietly over to Brixby. He'll be like, Brixby, and kind of motion him over. This uh, looks more like it's something down your alley than mine. All right, Brix will wander over, push up his sunglasses. <laughs> Wonder if there are 14 other Connor Baines and all of these other things that are lining the walls <laughs> that look a lot like what we got him out of it. And then examine this hologram. Yeah, he comes to much the same conclusion. Um, it looks like it's kind of a status display for the ship. Um, can be used to monitor um, the different locations. Um, it looks like... Maybe there was some communications aspect to it um, that is completely disabled at this point. Um, either the machine is broken or something. Can we gain any information from this? Like, while anything is, if anything is functioning or not functioning, or even like what the inside of like the next room looks like, or like anything? I mean, you can get the uh, shape of the room um, and you can see that there's a reactor in there it doesn't have a live status on the reactor uh, it doesn't look like it actually is getting any live information from elsewhere in the ship so it just has like the sort of general model and the room appears to be um, a hemisphere and then sort of a 
squished hemisphere on the other side of it so instead of completing the circle the back half is smaller and holds the reactor Rex will share that information uh, as it comes to surprise no one beyond these giant dramatic double doors is the reactor and our goal I think as um, he approaches by now I'm assuming it's been what four minutes um, so Kira's shield spell has faded she's still staring at her hand just kind of doing one of the flippy over things um, and when Brixby comes up, she'll say, you know how sometimes when you remember and we go into a dangerous place, you do that thing and it makes you harder to hit? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not very familiar. I've only cast it once. But I am starting to learn a bit about arcane protections. How did you do it? Yeah. You see, the past two days have been... Um, an interesting journey of self-discovery. Words, letters, symbols that have popped up around me for seemingly half of my life are now just starting to make sense. I'm sorry I can't be of more help. I'm um, not as much of a natural at this as uh, say, who looks over at Vargas quickly, is. Um, yeah, I guess that's a good point. <laughs> and she'll look at Vargas and then look at Vargas's arm, and then she'll look at her arm, look back. Well, this is different, but maybe the same? I guess we don't really have time to talk about it right now, I, but if it can help us, um, I'll try and figure it out. This is the first time, then. I just... Uh, I've just... I'm, I'm unsure about what to be surprised about you three at this point. You all seem to have new skills and abilities every time I go into combat with you. Well, so do you, right? Yeah, no, I'm guilty as charged. Got these cool shades, too. New rat, new me. So, uh, but seriously, this is, this is new for you. Never cast a spell before. I don't, I don't think I can. I, my mom knows some spell casting, but I've never learned any. My mom, too. Oddly enough. Though, her magic isn't... isn't like mine, I think. Maybe it's something in the blood, you know? He looks up at her with, like, a really inspecting glance, like he's narrowing his eyes behind his shades. Blinking twice, like that's gonna give him any insight as to why Kira is more magical. Enhance. <laughs> Did that work? No. <laughs> I could see Kingsley quite well. He looks so dashing this morning. Well, thanks for trying. Uh, not to make light of it, though. I, um, I'm interested to hear more about where you think these powers might have come from if you haven't had them before. Well, today. Yeah, uh... There's a lot of things that had never happened before everything. I guess I should start taking notes. Yes, this this torch doesn't just change metal. It changes people. With that, he gets kind of quiet. Starts to look at the door a little bit more. Hmm. As Brixby's uh, looking over this imposing uh, black door, um, he does notice that it 
appears to be locked with a white key card. Ah, <laughs> uh, my old nemesis. That is disheartening. Uh, well, this wasn't the only point of access to this room, right? There's like another one in the main lunchroom to the back of, right? It seemed like there were two doors into the place where she was. No, there's no other, other door in that you know of, uh, at least. Shoot. <laughs> well, we'd know with the schematic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah the schematic will confirm that like, there are some rooms south of you, but no other access into that back room. Does the schematic show any other way, like the robot room connecting and stuff? We were nervous about that possibility. Um, I mean, it looks like there are doors um, to the south over near where Brixby's standing that head down um, to the two rooms to the south of you guys. And then there's a, down there, there's a, another thin corridor that r- connects all the way back to the lobby. So those are the only two ways into those two rooms. Well, do we want to maybe tape this door and then just hide outside this one and wait for her to open it? Is she going to open it? And just press the, like, unlock door button on the table. Probably in, like, open door. two or three hours, I'm guessing, because it's still, like, even after fixing Asher's gun, it's probably still only, like, what, six in the morning? Yeah, if that. What if she has, like, a store of food in there and she just stays forever? Well, we know she comes out to give her sermon, which I'm assuming she does in this room, because this is where the big holy hand is. Yeah, and they said she's pretty devout about that, right? So yeah. presumably the murder of her gargoyle wouldn't... So we can't. We could just like hide outside the door and beat her up when she <laughs> walks through. Ah, pulling the old Hetwath sucker punch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We would all like to ready to punch her in the, right face, in the face, the four of us standing in different locations around the door. Yeah, Bruce sees us on Kira's shoulder and they both have their hearts. <laughs> I was say, you gotta punch in the knee. No, you gotta pee in her square so you get the sneak attack on the punch. Ah, yes, that's true. This is, um, so... Unless you want to go hunt for a white key card, which... Yeah, or burn black epic charges trying. Because it's possible, right? It's just that I have mm-hmm. to roll insanely high, and I didn't the last like four or five times I yeah. used it. We're a higher so, level and you now. Can't, you can't take 20 on yeah, that, that because is... it uses a consumable, right? Yeah. Right. What do you max out on on disabled device with the plus um, one from the EPIC? So let's see. With the plus one from the EPIC... Um, so I have a 10 before I add anything on there. Um, so plus one from the EPIC makes that a plus 11. So I could max out at 31. Okay. I'm just checking if you can even pick this. We forgot to loot the gargoyle. He's had the white key card. <laughs> he could be able to get in and out of that the room, right? Time. Right. I mean, yeah, he has to be, right? As he goes back and just paws at the door until she opens it. (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't even whimper. Oh, it's so sad. So it is definitely possible to pick that lock for Brixby. We'll say that. That's Sky Metal. I do not, do not like how how deep you had to go into reading (laughs) to figure out if that was possible or not. It feels very like, oh yeah, it's a DC 30. You could roll a 19. Well, because there is that penalty for it being a lower. So even if it's only a DC 25 or whatever, 
because you don't have a, the right color epic that makes it more difficult. Oh, that is correct. And is yes. black two levels under or one level under? What's higher, black or brown? One. It's uh, brown, black, white. Question mark. Okay. Then probably nothing. White's probably the last one. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do we just like, do we want bricks to, to waste some charges trying to open this door while Asher is, is doing the thing, just unlock the door? Because um, it seems like our only other plan is to find the key. I mean, see if the robot room has a white key. Otherwise, we're going to have to leave this floor. Yeah, that... Which, I don't think Kira's keen to do great. that. Let's, like, uh, I think at this point, she's like, let's go inside. I will smash open the door if I have to. Which I'm assuming is impossible. That's, but. Well, adamantine gets through hardness. I'm trying to think. So, from what we've seen, it's if there is a key card, which I'm maybe I'm putting too much video game logic into this, but I'm thinking this is the second thing we found that takes one. So I'm assuming there is one somewhere. It's either in the leprosy room or with the robots, because those are so far the only two places we know of, and we have a map now that we haven't been to. Yeah, I guess we didn't super search plant friend room. Oh, yeah, true, plant friend room. But, um, I mean, and then... Yeah, or if there's another floor to go to, too. That's right, yeah. Yeah, because there was um, room yeah. quarters and docking quarters, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, we went straight for engineering yeah. um, because we probably rightfully assume that this is here. So, yeah, I mean, there is a chance that it could be in a variety of places. But Sam did bring up Sky Metals, and I have two. Um, I keep forgetting that I have Sky Metals. I, like, never play games with hero points or Sky Metals. Um what is the bonus on a skill roll with one of those? Four? It's a plus four. Plus four? Okay. I mean, that would bring my my jobby up to a plus 15, which would make rolling like a little bit less. <laughs> let's burn a little charge. Let's, uh, let's, let's give it a we try. Does get, anybody object? Try once, Bricks right? Those that holds them up and makes the eh, noise. <laughs> All right, I'm going to roll it in. Sorry, the only thing I was going to say is I'm not objecting. I just don't know. Will it stay unlocked while we do stuff, or should we wait until we're ready to go in, not do it while he's fixing his gun? Almost all of these thus far have not opened after me unlocking them. Um, that's correct, right, Sam? It hasn't just, like, I zoomed thought- open every time, right? Right. It, it goes unlocked, but you don't know if it just yeah. stays unlocked. I like until opened or if there's a reset. Right. Oh, that is a yeah. that that there would be yeah. so sad. I <laughs> also, yeah. the worst. So, like, could we just wait until we're I ready? I kind of assumed we were doing this after Asher's gun was fixed. Like, I thought we were already at the end of the hour. Or, yeah, I thought we were close. That's why Bixby was just yeah toying with it. But do we want to tape that door shut? Are we gonna use the? We gonna use a little bit of that ion tape. We just found more. I don't see why we shouldn't put like a strip on there or whatever. Do it. I mean, it feels like the robots were Sounds- mentioned, so it probably would be a good idea to make sure that they're not gonna burst into the fight. Yeah. But at least delay them. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Carol, go and make a like a like a heart shape with tape because that seems pretty like that's you know those curves shouldn't be too problematic there. I think sealing the door effectively. I know a lot about sealing doors with tape. 
<laughs> and you can do it with a heart. Yeah, once you run the um, zip stick or run the tape over the door, you can use the zip stick to make it like a solid seal. Yay. And then. <laughs> What's that? That was liquid seal, seal, actually. It's an excellent seal noise. I loved it. Thanks. I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> AF. So, uh, yeah. AF stands for Air Force. <laughs> Nervous Air Force, <laughs> which is probably mm-hmm. the worst kind of Air yeah, Force. Yeah, it's not a great Air Force. Honestly. That's what I mean. I'm like a jittery pilot. That's a saying. People say it. Also, with all the musical references we always make, your first go-to was that and not to start singing Kiss from a Rose. I was gonna, but I felt like we moved on from it, so it's never the world wasn't before. ready for right. <laughs> There we go. It's there. (laughs) Seal, don't sue us. (laughs) For that very noticeable rendition of your song. Um, So, Brixby does that over and over until the hour finishes. Just, uh, I'll call this one Kiss from a Rose. Yeah, yeah, I like it. All right, and the hour does pass um, quietly. Nobody comes out. I say quietly. There is still the loud humming constantly in the background. Mm-hmm. But you are undisturbed. Is everyone cool if I just take a whack at this? He points towards the giant double doors. By all means, Asher says, stowing the autograpnel and loading his pistol, now repaired, with a regular cartridge, not adamantium. All right. Mm, not so good, folks. Rolled an eight plus the fifteen there for a twenty-three. Yeah, that's not gonna do it. All right. All right. Still got four charges on here. Do you guys want me to try one more time, or what do y'all want to do? I think at least I would vote for it one more time. Yeah, yeah. one more. Give it a mulligan. It's like a worthy cause. Come on. Hey. There we go. I rolled a 17 for 32. Very nice. Oh my god, I just got so nervous. What's it nice? DC 30. Oh. Yes. Uh, The door clicks. The way is unlocked. Oh, you know what? Just as a quick heads up. To everybody at home, to be totally honest, because 15 included my Sky Metal bonus, that means I've used both my Sky Metals. Just putting that out there, in case anybody is watching me at home. Because I wouldn't have made that without it, so I'm glad I used them. There you go. Anywho, um, just take those off my sheet. I'm sure you won't need them for any other reason. Well, I've made it through every fight (laughs) forgetting about them to this point. So... (laughs) Might as well. Um, Bricks will turn back to the crew without a, you know, he would like to play it cool, but he is pretty impressed with himself. <laughs> he like, you know, he takes his glasses off, fogs them a bit, <laughs> cleans it on his shirt, pushes it back up. Ah, yeah, piece of cake. Just had to get rid of two almost priceless consumable sky medals there. Um, but yeah, the door's open. Hmm. Piece of cake is one of my favorite flavors of Gootube. <laughs> Do sky metals exist in universe? <laughs> like, just extremely uh, shiny coins. Yeah. 
do something cool, they just like come down from the sky with like noise. Oh, it's a tooth fairy situation. <laughs> okay, so doors oh. open or unlocked? The doors unlocked. Unlocked, not opened yet. Um, so, uh, do we want to do a thing? Where well, maybe he looks at both Vargas and then Takira. You two stand here in front of the doors. And Asher and I are either behind you or in the wings. I also know that you just took a thorough trance in. So if you prefer to be in the second string, Vargas, I can do my uh, my bit up front. No, I'm good to go. Me too. Um, so one hour and some stuff down on my mage armor of the day of four hours, but I am now going to cast shield on myself as well. Um, and he'll look to Kira and go, when I do this, it looks a bit more like... And he traces a circular kind of uh, shape in front of him that begins to shimmer. But yeah, I think it's about the same. She will stare at him for a while and then look back down at her hands and then also try the circle thing and nothing happens. Well, so much for that. Um, and I think then as like kind of like, I guess it doesn't work all the time. And as she shrugs, um, her arm starts to glow again. And you'll also cast shield. And she's like, oh, wait, it does. <laughs> I should take some lessons on this. And as they cast those, uh, Vargas rolls his shoulders and his right arm just drops like falls partway apart to the ground as he casts long arm on himself. <laughs> I'd like to think that always startles the rest of us. Because like we're all just getting ready and then it's just this like <laughs> I imagine it looking like it's falling apart because like nothing actually, no part of it actually like stretches. It all just kind of like loosens and that's why it's longer because like the individual pieces are like hanging instead of next to each other. Like a, a slinky opening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, were you appropriately buffed? Since Asher brought the gargoyle down to zero, that gets his grit point back, so he is nice, ready to rock and roll. Are we opening this door? So I should Please. probably switch places with bricks, right? I should be right there. Yeah, I'm going to stand behind you. I'd be so annoyed if this room is... Yeah, this would be so lame <laughs> if this room was empty. God, like, bricks is... Yeah, especially since long arm only lasts four minutes. <laughs> I know. We'll have to sprint somewhere else. I think um, Bricks, right before Vargas reaches up to open the door, he'll put his hand on his, uh, I guess, thigh. It's weird. But, <laughs> you know, just reaches up to stop him. And uh, says, uh, now everybody, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be right here. Uh, trust me. And um, with that, he reaches into his pouch and... Uh, pulls out what looks like an eyelash <laughs> and uh, crushes it in his hand and then he's gone. Hey, Vargas will uh, stare at the spot he was for six rounds exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm still here. No, it's, it's, it's my level two spell invisibility. Yeah. 
Is it six rounds? How long is invisibility last? I'm trying to remember. I think it vanishes. Invisibility is minutes. Nice. Okay. I might be thinking level. of vanish. So I got four minutes on this. Okay. Yeah. No, vanish is the round thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So that's the same as my arm. Okay. Uh, yeah. So then. Vargas will turn back around, uh, nod to Kira, and open the door. Also, I put my rapier away. <laughs> Just saying that real quick. As the door opens... Hey, it's Sandra. You're, you're <laughs> greeted with panels of blinking lights and machinery lining the walls of this chamber. But the true spectacle here is the massive machine of metal that looms against the far wall, sitting on a ten-foot-high platform. Two immense cylinders of pulsing violet light throb at the machine's core, while above a thinner cylinder extends up through the ceiling. Ladders to the north and south provide access to the machine's platform, while at the center, a smaller machine with several metal spikes protruding from its heart extend from the larger one. The entire room vibrates with a roaring thunder, and the air feels strangely alive, almost as if it were vibrating as well. Sitting. On the raised platform towards the back of the room, near the north ladder, is a pale woman with long purple hair and strange white eyes. She stares down at the lot of you as the door opens, seemingly imperturbed, and on the platform next to her is the face-down corpse of Sanville Tret. By all appearances, she has the blade on the end of a spiked gauntlet on her hand dug into the back of his neck. She straightens her posture a bit when she sees the lot of you enter the room, though, and picks up a strange-looking pistol that had been sitting on her lap. Her voice has an odd, lifeless affect to it. I'm just going to pop a picture of her up on the screen. Wow, she is so friggin' cyberpunk, and is she an android? Yeah, that's... Is she like a cyborg or an android? BV hot. I Brixby doesn't know what one of those are, but man... Plus one artwork. Go team. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. She is cyberpunk as heck. Okay, so she's got like half her head shaved. In the little picture, it looked like she was bald, and I'm like, what do you mean purple hair? <laughs> she doesn't have hair. No, she's got the undercut, because yeah. that is how you do cyberpunk. It's cool. True. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a little more dramatic than just an undercut. For the uh, audience at home, <laughs> the entire left side of her head is completely shaved. And she does have these sort of, and it, it's hard to see from far away because they're like super thin, but she does have these uh, pink tattoos that are just like lines uh, all along her head and going down her neck that actually kind of look like Kira's tattoos. Yeah, I'm going to say, we can't kill her. Uh, Kira wants to be her new friend, so. <laughs> Sorry, team. <laughs> but as she turns to the lot of you, um, she says quite simply and emotionlessly over the uh, thrumming of the machine, Is this man one of yours? Bricks is going to take a second. Just hate crosses his face for a second, and then it fades. And he looks to his left and says, Hey, look, Asha. Found you a new gun. Let's go get it. <laughs> you should not have come. Why do you interfere? Fargus is going to motion at that big machine and say that thing behind you is that the torch this thing behind me is an androphan reactor of immense power it doesn't concern you yes it does that powers the whole town 
You're hurting people. You are ruining lives. That's why we're here. You have to stop. I cannot stop. The power is required by the Lord of Rust himself. Your town is nothing. Oh, you mean your little headache box topside. Yeah. No, it's not doing what you think it's doing anymore. So, whatever you've got going on down here besides mutilating corpses is all in vain. She stands up, uh, pulling the spike out of the back of Sandville's head, which sends some small plastic item tinkling um, through the air and and bouncing down the ladder to the floor. Um, She's holding the gun in one hand and looking out at all of you, and she says, You don't understand what's going on here. I am not your enemy. I never have been. I work at the direction of a god. What is going on here is as far beyond you as you are beyond the insects. Funny you should say that, because we've done some digging and some research, and looks like nobody's heard of your so-called Lord of Rust, except for the people who, well, they won't be joining you in this fight because they are rather indisposed. You ask if Sandville is one of ours, and the answer is no. But everyone up there in this town, they are one of ours. And if you think this power is beyond us to understand, well then these insects will sting you until you are no longer a threat to us. Vargas will take a step forward and say, you say you're here under the direction of a god, this lord in rust. Well, we're here under the direction of a god as well. The Lord in Iron. And last I checked, Iron is stronger than Rust. That she almost cracks a smile on her almost plastic-looking face. She shakes her head and raises the gun, uh, pointing it at Vargas. It says, The Lord Helion is present on Galarian. You speak of the old gods, the faraway gods who care nothing for what happens here. But Helion is rising. Helion will control this world. He will save those of us who are worthy of being saved and those who blaspheme against him they will burn. From what I understand, the track records of gods promising things and following through hasn't been very good since Aridin. Brixby will step behind Vargas. Now, are we gonna talk? Or are we gonna take that thing out of your hand? I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna just start casting. And I would say it is time to roll for initiative. That's fair. I want to turn on like a, a Broadway soundtrack in the background because it's less stressful that way. Oh, and there's <laughs> Cool, that's a natural one. 
this bodes well. Uh, so what's that total? That's a six. Ooh, this All is right. Rough. Okay. Vargas uh, got a hold two better than last time. He's got a uh, natural three for a five. <laughs> good start. Good start. How about Brixby? Come on, Brix. Uh, I rolled uh, in the old roll 20 and 19 on the die plus my three gives me a 22. I'm very ready. I'm very angry. And how about Asher? Last combat, which admittedly didn't go the best for me. I rolled an 18 on the dice. I rolled a 19 on the dice this time for a 23. Very nice. And it looks like Mayanda is going first. You hate to see it. Uh, she is going to raise her gauntleted hand to the holy symbol, which does indeed look like a weird stylized U, but it kind of looks like a mechanical claw now that you like actually see one kind of up close. And she mutters a prayer to Hellion. The holy symbol glows, and a beam of searing light shoots out directly at Vargas. That is a 21 versus flat-footed. Yeah, that is a hit. I'm guessing it's probably flat-footed touch too, right? Not even regular. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And that's, oh, that's a lot of damage. Oh, no, no, no. That is 22 damage on the Searing Light. Glad I healed. 22? 22 damage. Yeah, we often are healed, expending the last two charges of the wand, and that probably saved his life. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It at least kept me up. I would have been unconscious without those two wand uses. 22 is And after um, that beam of light burns its way through Vargas, she says... It's not too late. Return to your town. Retrieve the power relay for me and interfere no longer. Advise the rest of the fools in your town they are not to enter the hill. Prostrate yourselves before the one true Lord of Rust. Do these things, and I will plead for mercy at the altar of my God on your behalf. And Asher is up. So there was a lot of different steps of instruction, but... I stopped listening when you said interfere no longer. And he steps into the room five feet, ten feet, then northeast five feet. And uh, this will be a knowledge local on her humanoidness? Um, I think it's engineering. No, no, it's That's local. Fine. It's local, never mind. Oh, engineering was a better bonus. <laughs> <laughs> just confirm for us if Plastic Face earlier didn't that she's definitely an android. <laughs> hey, uh, 21. Uh, 21 will tell you that this is indeed an android. Cool. And Dope. she appears to be a divine spellcaster. It looks like that was a legitimate use of a holy symbol to cast a divine spell. Um, see what did you say your total was 21 
Uh, so you can get uh, one question. This may feel this may feel like a waste, but it's hard for me to tell because she's an android. So I would ask her. I would like to know her alignment. She. Because if she's just like some crazy chaotic neutral person, then I don't want to waste my evil. I guess she's a boss. Hey. Yeah, so it's not a waste. I mean, you nailed it. She is chaotic neutral. Wow. Could she? Do something really heinous so that I could get that smite evil bonus against her. That'd be like really cool. Well, I mean, she, okay. she shot a laser at Vargas, but that's about it. That's but she jammed a gauntleted blade into somebody's third vertebrae <laughs> prior to us walking into the room. I would like to think that corpse manipulation has some effect on people's uh, <laughs> morality alignments. Well, knowing that, then. Uh, Asher will not expend his use of Smite Evil, which is a bummer. Uh, but he'll instead use that swift action again to focus aim. And gonna fire his gun. It's a gun off. It's a gun off. Have a gun off. We're gonna go back to the beginning, rolling the portal dice here for this first shot against Moana. It's good. It's a natural 16, giving uh, a 25 against her android touch. A 25 will definitely hit. That is going to be a D8 plus 4. And minimum damage for 5. How effective does that look? That looks like it goes through. Um, She doesn't appear to have any damage reduction. Dope. Bonus question. (laughs) All right, that was his move and his standard. And a swift. And we are around to invisible Brixby. He will become visible as he extends his fingers towards Mayanda and uh, lets fire um, some rays of scorching, scorching ignition, scorching fire, scorchy rays, rays that scorch. So I'm going to make a uh, little touch attack range touchy here. All right, that's a 19 uh, versus touch. Uh, that will definitely hit her flat-footed touch. She is flat-footed because you were invisible a second ago. Yay. Absolutely. And that flat-footed is great because that adds 2d6 to my 2d6. So I'm going to roll the 2d6 fire damage first. That's nine. Wow. Rocks. And then the sneakies follow. Three. Less rocks. So that's going to be 12 in total. Twelve in total. That's a big chunk. She doesn't look happy about that. That is. That's it for Brexpo's turn right there. Alright. That is going to take us over to the turn of this delightful flying friend who all of us may remember. Yeah, that's the bad touch 9000, whatever that thing was. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the uh, um, world famous Bad Touch 9000 <laughs> is going to fly out from behind one of the tubes on this reactor. And it is going to look around a little bit, try to make a decision, and plop itself down next to Asher. Oh, no. And it's going to go for the Slammer Rooney. That's a natural one. It will not successfully slam Asher. He looks down at his sticker and says, nice try. <laughs> there it is. All right. And uh, we are around to Kira. Just step up to our robot friend 
um, whom we all remember from before. And do we want to? Yeah, it's fine. Um, Kira's still looking at purple-haired lady who, again, super attractive, but also very evil. So, like, you know, those those things cancel out probably. Um, and and like almost starts like breathing a little heavier as she goes into a rage and she's looking at now the robot thing but talking to this other one she's you took everything from me and she will roll uh nope she will swing with a great sword i will roll that's a two so i'm pretty sure even with all of the things it's not gonna make a difference let's try it out okay Whoa. hang on two plus eight plus one eleven and 11's not gonna do it yeah okay fair all right so that there we go. Here we go. Here we go, team. All right. And we are to the bottom of the first round with Vargas. Okay. Vargas is going to measure this one more time to make sure that he can get opposite uh, here. This is set to measure for... Okay, yeah, it's throwing 10 feet for that. But it's not... Well, keep sh- keep in that. mind that that's a 10-foot high uh, platform. Oh that yeah, the machine is on. Uh, I'm just but, trying to um, think. Brixby is in Asher's square, isn't he? So no, he I'm in. Vargas's. I'm in Vargas's square. Yeah, he's in mine. Oh, uh, never mind. Going from going from this square to this square would that provoke? Because I'm walking through a. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm gonna risk it. It will take a swing. Position. Uh, that is a twenty-two. That is a hit. All right. That is five damage. Okay. And it's got a free attempt to grab you. Uh, that's a fourteen versus your CMD. I have a seventeen CMD, so I'm good. All right. You are not and grabbed at this time. Then I'm going to. Swift action, use another arcane pool point, and take a melee, single melee attack against it. Uh, 15 on the die, plus 7, so that's definitely, I'm assuming, going to be a hit. 22. Yeah, 22 hits. Yep. And my arm is adamantine now, unlike the last time we fought one of these. <laughs> that will come in handy. Uh, only rolled a two on the die though, so that will be six damage. Alright, and it all punches right through the hardness, thanks to that adamantine goodness. And just want to see what type of action this is. Uh, it currently isn't. Oh no, as a standard action. Yeah, so I can't do that right now. Uh, if I live one more round, I might be able to do something to help my health slightly. So that's the end of his turn. Uh, actually, he'll say free action. He'll say call over to Asher. Focus on her. We'll take care of this thing. And um, she's going to grin and um, light up her her holy symbol once more, and then um, she's going to throw down a burst of absolutely deafening noise uh, right between um, I, I, 
she can actually get all four of you. So she's, she's going to throw it down and uh, let her robot um, feel the pain. So I'm going to need fortitude saves from everyone as you all take six damage. Is this a spell or spell-like ability? I assume it is. This is indeed a spell. All right, cool, cool. So do we take the six regardless of the fortitude save? Yeah, the six is regardless okay. of save. Uh, then Vargas is down, so I'm assuming the save doesn't matter. But if it does, it is... Oh, wow, I get a plus seven. So it's a 20 for the save, but he's unconscious either way. Well, the good news is he saved. Yay. How about uh, how about my twelve sound? Uh, twelve will fail, so Brixby is stunned. Oh. Excellent. Love not being able to do anything. <laughs> uh, fifteen plus eleven. So I assume, aside from whatever we're about to get into, cure uh, is fine. Yeah, 15 plus 11, that's going to save. And uh, how about Asher? Uh, same total, 17 plus 9 for a 26. All right, so you were not stunned, uh, but she did manage to basically, at least temporarily, take two people out in one turn. Things are going great, and Asher is up. Yeah, Asher sees Vargas fall and... You know, feels a twinge of regret because you'd like to heal him, but knows that Mayanda could just nuke all of us if we don't take her down. Uh, so the ringing in his ears subsides. I mean, he's this is a guy who fires loud explosive objects all the time, so this spell doesn't bother him too much. He's going to take a five-foot step to the north, uh, reloading as he does, super black powdery, and burn another grip point to focus his aim again on this uh, droid. And that is going to be a 21 again uh, against touch. <laughs> 21 will hit touch. Roll on a d8 plus 4. 4 on the dice for 8. 8 damage total. Indeed. Alright, that's fun. That's nice. Yeah, I know. She could do like 25. <laughs> do my best, Sam. Alright, and that takes us to Brixby. Sadly, Brixby doesn't get a turn. I don't think you even get purely mental actions. That takes us up to our dear friend, the Collector Robot, who doesn't seem to be offended in the least that it, um was just sound bombed by its own boss and it's gonna go for the the old double slam rooney on kira so sla- you sure it doesn't charge me <laughs> slam number one is only an 11 to hit Not gonna do it. but slam number two is a 13 also will not do it well you know what I'm going to underline that Izzy is mean. I did literally... That was the kindest I have ever been. It's in my notes. It says you're mean. You're mean for having AC. And it's your turn. I'll, I'll you should probably it. hold to make up for it. Ah, <laughs> no. Thanks. Um, yeah, just going to swing again at this flying robot. With a different dice this time. That's fine. That's a seven. Um, plus, let's see, so eight... 
18. Um, 18? Does an 18 hit? And 18 will hit the collector robot. Great. And roll. Um, let's see. 6 plus 9. 6 plus 9 is 15. Math. That is, that is a big, big hit. It is sputtering and bouncing around. Um, if it had blood, it would be bloodied, but it's a robot, so it's no luck there. It's oily. The fight is so much easier when we have adamantium weapons. Fair, that is true. <laughs> yeah. I'll remember that from my backup. Uh, Vargas is going to do something really stupid and decide to do on this turn what he was going to do last turn, even though it's going to put him in a position where he could very easily be killed. So first, he's going to use his Broken Not Beaten ability to take one more point of damage, putting him at negative three, in order to wake back up, which will give him a single move or standard action. He will then use his standard action to use an ability he hasn't bothered to use yet because it's based on his hit die and he doesn't have, he's only got four right. But for the next 10 minutes, he gets four temporary hit points thanks to his <laughs> uh, arisen trait, putting me at one health. Wow. And that is his turn. He is laying on the ground at one health. We'll take All it. All right. And we are back up to Mayanda. Whether or not she's noticed um, Vargas coming back to life, uh, her eyes are fixed on Asher. And she cocks her head to the side like she's trying to understand something. And then she raises her weird gun. And she points it at him. She's just going to take a shot. Just a little shot a Spring out of the way. Is it time-worn? I want to see that D100. Uh, it's, it's actually not time-worn. Looks like it's in pretty good shape. And uh, that... Also, I want it. That's a 22 to hit? Versus touch? Uh, yes. Yes, uh, it does. It does hit my touch AC. Uh, minimum damage. That's going to be three fire damage. Okay. And I just have a question for you. Does that look like it all goes through? Yeah. Oh yeah, he takes that fire uh, damage. Just making sure there was no weird Asher stuff going on. I mean, what what kind of weird stuff would it be? It doesn't have any kind of like energy resistance or anything. Mm-hmm. This shrinks. What are you? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and um it is Asher's turn. Asher just kinda free action pats the uh, embers off of his uh, armor and will reload and fire right back at her. He is going to use his last grip point to focus aim again. Uh and only rolled a two on the dice for uh, an 11 against touch. That's gotta miss. Yeah, that will miss. And not only does it miss, but she does a totally creepy, like, robot just move her head out of the way without moving any of the rest of her body thing and then moves her head back into position. So it's all, it's very, you know, unnerving. Mm, no, thank you. Almost burned a sky metal, but I'm like, <laughs> touch. It's <laughs> fine. Uh... Mark another gold and silver down for the Halich. And the good news is, uh, Brixby gets a turn this round. Oh, oh could yeah. you just, like, kill that her? Would be great. Well, um, uh, 
A lot of pressure here, guys. Um, well, because I was stunned, I dropped everything I was holding. So, uh, move action, I'm going to pick up that Wand of Magic Missile. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to go for it. Uh, he's going to... Nope, not going to reach into his pouch. He's just going to um, motion and uh, chant a few words and disappear again. Ah, poof goes the rat. And that's my turn. Move action, pick up the wand. Standard action, vanish. All right. And... The collector robot is up once more. I'm just gonna roll a perception to see if it notices that uh, Vargas is conscious. See, that's an 18. I don't know what I'd be rolling. Against. I was gonna say, is this like an opposed roll? Can I roll <laughs> bluff or something? Yeah, why don't you roll bluff? To look down. Okay, with my negative four bluff, let's see if I can roll a d20 and beat an 18. <laughs> He just says aloud, I'm unconscious. <laughs> I'm going to say you do have the circumstance bonus of already being lying on the ground with your eyes closed. Okay, I was going to say, because otherwise the highest I can roll is 16, so. Yeah, I'm going to give you a, a plus 10 on the roll, because you it has no reason to think you woke up. Uh, so I rolled a 15, so with my minus 4, that's an 11, with plus 10, it's a 21. All right, so it doesn't know that Vargas is up. And it's just gonna keep hitting Kira. For failing to hit Kira. Yeah, so that is a 13. Yep. And slam number two. Oh, there's a 12. This is dumb. I didn't want to use the shield spell. But also, I, don't. I should stop saying that. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Alright, uh, it's your turn. Yep, same thing. So we're gonna have a great sword. That's a six. Oh, which might still be okay with um, various bonuses. Seven, ten, seventeen. Uh, seventeen will hit. Um, seven plus nine, sixteen points. No? Yes. All right, why don't you narrate the destruction of the collector robot? Um... Kira is not quite herself as she is raging in front of this robot that she remembers having kept her friends uh, and her in a cave for hours just the other day. Um, she has seen Vargas go down. She's seen this lady attack all of her other friends. Uh, and so swings the sword over her. And as she does, her arm glows uh, purple again. Um, it's like a flare underneath the shield, just a little brighter. And she brings the blade down and smooshes the robot into tiny, tiny, uh, sparkly pieces. But sparky in like the like electricity way and not glitter, because this robot is not befitting of glitter. So ha ha, vanquished. I don't know. I, I got nervous at that last part. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a low blow and not be befitting of glitter. Well, I mean, just listen, it's been a long couple days. Not everyone can have glitter. Truly. All right, um, it's Vargas's turn. He is conscious with his temporary HP. A very dangerous position. So Vargas, seeing that thing go down, is going to hop up as his move action. And let me just 
as a swift action then, he is going to use two of his three remaining arcane points to activate the spell recall ability that he gained at this level, which will allow him to recast one spell he's already cast today. In his case, he is going to recast Bladed Dash. And since he has 10 feet of reach thanks to Longarm, he should, and you can tell me if uh, I can do that. Oh, wait, does that count as 50? Uh, mark that down as a curse. Uh, that counts as, I'm 15 feet away from her, aren't I? Because it's a diagonal. Yeah. Or is that still? Do you get movement with plated dash, though? And she's also 10 feet up on a platform. Okay, yeah. So I'm not going to be able to hit her, unfortunately. But he is going to use that to dash 30 feet out of this room in a straight line. And Vargas abandons the party. <laughs> and he'll yell out, uh, Brixby, if you get a chance, throw me the gun. And he means the, uh, you know that he means the healing gun that he's been refusing to use up until this point. And that is his turn. Alright, and we are back around to Mayanda once more. And she's still, like, got her eyes locked on Asher. I have that effect on people. And she, (laughs) once again, almost smiles. And she says, what are you? And then she's going to fire with deadly aim this time. No, don't kill him. We'll never know. That's a natural 19. So, yeah, I think that's going to hit. I mean, yes, it does. Save the math. Why would she ask that question and then fire? That's going to be 11 fire damage as a beam of just superheated air with a glob of melted metal in the center of it splatters into Asher. And um, even though her face betrays basically no emotion, she looks pretty satisfied with herself. And it is Asher's turn. That's why I say, hey man, nice shot. And uh, channeling (laughs) filter the band, he will try and have a nice shot man himself. Uh, And Reload. Uh, it's out of grit, but he isn't out of sky metals. So I'm going to throw a sky metal in here to really hope to hit. Because uh, what else is he going to do other than stand there and get melted? Orange Creamsicle, I would like you to roll a natural 20, please. No, it is a 16 on the dice, so that's a 29 against touch with the sky metal. <laughs> that will hit. Three plus one for four. Alright. It's yeah, a, uh, definitely hurting her. With a swift action. Robots are strong. Because he, he hasn't swifted this turn now that he's out of grit. He's going to lay on hands himself. Because I know I can do that. Maximum six points of healing. Nice. nice. And we are back up to Invisible Brixby's turn. Um, so, Brixby was just requested for aid, uh, but, you know, he just made himself invisible for a limited period of time, has one last shooty blasty spell, so he's going to shout off to Vargas, hopefully in a language that Agora might understand. I'm on my way to heal you. 
Hopefully, after I do some damage with this. I'm just gonna take a five foot step to the northeast into Kira's Square. Um, and standard action, uh, become visible as he levels his hand again uh, and lets off a scorching ray. Flat-footed and uh, the other one touch. Yeah, or flat-footed touch. Uh, nine, it will, the shot will go wide. And uh, so using his remaining move action, he will uh, he will pull the, the uh, nanite gun off of his belt pouch. But that's it. That's all he can do. So now he's standing there, visible, nanite gun in one hand, uh, wand in the other. And Kira is up. Okay. I feel like about to really embarrass myself, but boss fight, now is the time. She's ten feet up. I can't hit her even with um reach weapon. Um Okay, so Kira's going to move forward and as she does No, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to move forward and then drop Greatsword and then pull out one Hylum? Hylum? I don't know. I've had this weapon on me since last summer and have never used it because I have a great sword. But I don't have any of the ranged weapons, so like we're gonna see what happens. Questions, comments, concerns before no, just I do critter. this. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well do. Alright, so that is I don't even like what kind of damage does this do? There it is. Okay. Oh, that's not gonna do it. Um, although I am still raging. Um, so that's going to be six plus seven, thirteen to hit. Um, uh, thirteen is not gonna hit. Okay, so just there's just a, a pointy thing just laying by her, and Kira's standing oh, closer <laughs> than she is now. I should move. stand here. Um, standing at the like if you're standing directly in front of her there you would be able to hit her with a reach weapon it would just be kind of awkward she'd get like a cover bonus or you can climb the the ladder there okay did not realize there was a ladder um but yeah i can stand i'll move to no i won't move to stand in front. If, I, if i move to stand in front of her and she's on a ledge does asher asher's what like partial for me. um i mean she's 10 feet up so that you're not covering her I'm yeah your sticker tall. says pellets Right. You're not 10 feet tall. <laughs> okay, so then I'm going to use um, that last chunk of movement and stand here. Is that squeezing? Does that work? Yeah, that's, that works. Yeah. Fine. All right, uh, that's my turn. All right, Vargas is up once more. <laughs> but he had to take that five foot. I was going to say, I was hoping he would toss the thing and I could like grab it off the ground. <laughs> I was just yeah, thinking. It's like a standard. Because even if I like, I was looking at it, it's just like, it is on my belt pouch, which is cool, yeah. which makes it just a move to grab. But. Because if I walk over to grab it, the movement to get over the standard to grab it, I wouldn't have anything left to use it. Yeah. And I'd be in her line of sight. Uh, so Vargas is going to just kind of step over here on the other side of the wall against cover. And that's going to be his turn. All right. Neanda's up once more. And she's sort of looking down at, at Kira over there. And she is going to 
take a couple steps to the south here and um, fire at Asher again. Hate this. Uh, that is, let's see, 15 versus touch? Yeah, touch 14. Eight damage, eight fire. This is another honking glob. That's how I describe it. <laughs> okay. He's been better, um, but he's still fine. Still fine. He's going to just not that the order of things matters, but he is going to swift action heal himself first. For only three and reload rapidly and fire again. I mean, what use is a sky metal to the dead? He's gonna use it now, deciding on which d20 to roll, uh, which one felt like it was gonna critter. Uh, it's this one, it's the uh, only void dice from Dice Envy. It was not the correct one. Uh, it is going to be a total of 16 against touch, thanks to the sky metal. Um, 16 against touch is going to hit. Dope. Uh, five points of damage. Alright. She's definitely starting to look pretty rough. She also looks confident. And, uh, Brixby, it is your turn once more. Brixby takes a 10-foot movement to the west uh, to see Vargas, who he has not seen um, out of combat, like willingly retreat from combat ever before. So he knows that things are extremely dire. And so, uh, yeah, and he looks terrible because he's technically at negative three right now. He's just only up because of this temporary... HP that he has for like another nine minutes. Let's try this here. Oh, nice. Uh, okay. I rolled 103. 36 and a 67. 103 points of healing. <laughs> 103 points. 103 of points. Um, well, your choice is no effect or normal effect, but hallucinogenic. Uh, oh, buddy. What are the side effects of hallucinogenic? Uh, you need to make a fortitude save, and if you fail, you are confused for 2d4 rounds. I got a plus seven fortitude. Give me the low number. Yeah, it's fine. Alright, please don't beat me to death with your big long arm after I heal you. Oh yeah, it helps if I put an arm in front of that first. Oh, just as a reminder, what you're rolling is helpful too. Five. five. So you get that runs five. on, I'm still going to be up. That is a 19, so that is 26 on my fortitude save. Alright, so you saved against the confusion. I'm gonna say that Vargas still gets a little bit of a hallucination, and as Brixby injects him with these wonderful, wonderful healing nanites, uh, Vargas just gets this vision instead of a rat man standing in front of him, it is a sentient suit of armor, like complete head to toe armor with no body inside it, and it just, you know, smashes its forehead into his in sort of a, a football hype-up thing. 
and then it disappears <laughs> and Vargas no longer feels like he's dying and he feels like he just saw Gorham giving him a headbutt. So Nice. And now Kira is up. Okay, uh, Kira doesn't like being ignored. She's going to move back over to her friend here. Mm, am I going to be moving through a threatened square if I do that? She's, mm, she's not... Um, she doesn't have reach. Okay. Cool. So I'll stand here in front of her. Um, she has... Sword is on the floor still, um, but she will pull out uh, Lucy and say to this lady, stop hurting my friends. And roll. That's a two. That's a two. So uh, I'm going to go. Two and plus, plus various things. Two plus what? Ten. Twelve. Twelve hit. Twelve doesn't hit. Yeah, that's not gonna, not gonna do the job. Dice yips. It's just when we're fighting people, and I can't roll anything. That's my turn. All right, Vargas is up. Uh, Vargas is at six health right now, but uh, I'm trying to think if I want to get one more heal in and risk. Asher being murdered, or if I want to run out and risk me being murdered. Because if she hits you with another 22, that's going to straight up kill me. Yeah, he's going to go in and get next to Kira, and then he is going to attempt to hit her with a shocking grasp. I'd like to put my... I realized that I have a remaining Sky Metal. I'd like to put it on this roll, please. Oh no, I got one. Oh, okay. I think I actually have a two because I got one for the horrible arm story. And then I think, <laughs> unless Sam was joking, that he said we got Sky Medals for the. Uh, can't take that back. Day after Sandville. No, you've got those Sky Medals. Maybe I'll cancel them because they right? seem to be. Yeah, they're plus four. Yes. Okay. That is an 18. So plus seven, plus four. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's going to be a hit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that is going to hit. Alright, is she wearing metal armor? Or possibly made of metal? <laughs> is she metal? <laughs> She's not technically made of metal, but she is wearing a chain shirt. Oh no, it's just a bonus to the attack roll, so it super hits. <laughs> no, it's not a bonus to the damage, it's just attack roll. 15 points of electricity damage. 15 points of electricity. Alright. Two sixes on that 4d6. And what about the uh, fist? Uh, I can't do that this turn because I got Oh, move. yeah. All right. Yeah, she is looking bad. Really hope she's out of the uh, holy scorch thing that I can't remember the name of. That does a lot of damage. And uh, we're on to Mayanda's turn once more, and her eyes are kind of wide, and she is leaking weird liquid that um, you'd think it was blood but it it's the wrong color um and her tattoos start lighting up uh, all along her face and down her arms and down her neck uh the pink tattoos glow uh as bright as a torch um all along her skin and um her holy symbol glows in um concert with it and she channels negative energy. I'm going to need everyone to make a will save. Does that make her evil? Because 
some of Smiter so good, so hard. It does not make her evil. Neutral clerics can channel negative energy if they so choose. But like, cause she chose. <laughs> That's, That's an evil choice. <laughs> Fourteen for Brickspell. All right, that's a save. 22. 22, that's a save. And in my first roll of the last several turns above a five, I have a 17 on the die, plus a six or something, so cool. All right, that's a save as well, and how about Vargas? He also got a 17 on the die, plus six, which I did not realize. I didn't think my will was going to be that great, but I forgot that Magus gives you a plus four to your will saves, so... So the good news is all of you saved, um, but the bad news is you still take five negative energy damage. From Thanks that to that blast. healing, I'm still up. <laughs> and uh, she takes a five-foot step back just to get a little bit of space away from the melee characters. And yeah, she's definitely looking nervous. Question. When she yeah. does that, would that provoke from me because I have long arm? It was a five-foot step. No, channeling doesn't provoke. Do oh, yeah, it's a five-foot step. For some reason, I was thinking he was yeah. actually moving, not five-footing. And um, we are back around to Asher. And first things first, I lay on hands again myself. A little bit better switching dice. I got that five back. Only have one more of those, but uh, no time like the present. And uh, that was a swifty move action to reload. See, I've only used one sky metal this fire. Have I used both? I think you used two. I think so also, actually. Yeah, I used both. Uh, then, yes. No sky metal. Take mine. Take mine. Take uh, mine. Are you sure, man? Like, my damage is going to be lower than, like, Kira's or Vargas's, potentially. I haven't hit anything yet. Take uh, it. I could do a max of nine. I don't... I, I really... I want you to... I want you to shoot her. She is a gun, you have a gun, and while I do know that it might not be the most, I just, I have a good feeling about this roll. I want you to put her in the casket. Thank you. All right, then it's going to be a, a a mere plus 13 to this roll. A 16 on the dice, it's a 29 against touch. A 29 will hit. Uh, take her out. It's D8 on the floor. We got it. It's fine. Uh, rolling this D8, uh, five on the dice for six points of damage. All right, she's still up. All right, uh, with that, Brixby is going to take uh, now a 10-foot movement back to the east, where his original movement was, um, grabbing his uh, necklace, much like he did while he was in bed earlier this morning, uh, although this time it's intentional, and it's used to recall a spell, and he extends that same hand. And for the last time today, shoots a scorching ray. Oh, I rolled a one. Mm-hmm. You hate to I see rolled it. a one. Hey, you gotta go out and go out on a limb. Um, yeah, that's Brixbow's turn. He sends off yet another wide scorching ray. All right. Hey. Does it hit the reactor and explode? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the reactor has been taking a beating. It, it doesn't look great, but uh, no explosions. And uh, it's Kira's turn. Okay, real quick. What are the rules for climbing with a weapon? Would I have to sheath that first? I mean, probably, right? put it in my mouth um i think you need to have both hands free to climb yeah the ladder mm-hmm. so yeah all right i'm gonna try one more time to hit this spooky android lady i will yeah move. i think if you stand right here yeah, you can still the, reach her i'm just gonna stand shift over this way <laughs> this time it's just straight up stop ignoring me um and <laughs> go again with the looser hammer 
Oh, thank God. Okay, that's a 16 plus 10 to hit. Does that work? Oh, that will hit. 7, 9, 16 points of regular hammer damage. Yes. And Mayanda crumples to the ground. Unconscious and dying. And I'm going to bed. How? How are you going to bed? <laughs> like my heart rate has been at 98 all day. I sleep like a baby. <laughs> now, her health isn't going to be ticking down while you're sleeping, right? Like we can stabilize no, her it, next episode. It is. <laughs> She's bleeding out now and while we're talking. Uh, no, Asher has one did. last land here. <laughs> From me on to doubt. All right. Ooh. Good night, Sam. Right, Sam. <laughs> Good night, Sam. <laughs> against the machine. Against the Machine is property of its creators, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are properties of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information. Theme Against the Machine, written and performed by our own Zach. Please consult the show notes for additional music and sound effect licensing information. Level 4 clap. Yeah. I was kind of dialed in. I was going to say, yeah, that's an end of book one clap right there.